0: Friends, welcome back. You are here for the Friday Faith follow up of episode 76 with the Love Your People Well podcast. We have been talking this week about passive aggressive behavior. It's no fun, it's not helpful, and we really went deep in episode 76 about what it is, why it happens, and some practical action steps to start changing that behavior, to start moving toward a healthier communication style. Um, specifically within your marriage and your parenting. And I mentioned in episode 76 that um, a lot of those strategies are also helpful if it's the other person who's acting in a passive aggressive way. Um, But we really didn't go deep there. And so that's what I want to follow up on today. If you are trying to be assertive, to be healthy and, and respectful in your communication pattern, but you're really feeling like, your husband, or maybe one of your kids, or maybe a friend, is being very passive-aggressive, what do you do? How can you handle that? How can you approach that situation and do your part to move things in a better direction? Um, So, you know, you may find it helpful to circle back if you didn't listen to episode 76 yet. Um, Specifically, some action steps we talked about there were using emotion words and practicing that and um, trying to move toward real conversations and not these kind of indirect, I'm acting fussy or whatever, but I'm not actually talking about it. Um, And I also mentioned some resources that will probably also be helpful if it's someone else, if it's your husband or your kid who's being passive aggressive. um, Our 10 point conflict resolution checklist, which is totally free, might be a helpful resource, um, as well as some of our devotionals around communication in marriage or our devotional around anger and emotional control. Um, Again, those would be really helpful resources because communication is a two-way street and you are influencing how the other person communicates with you and responds to you, but you can't control how the other person is communicating with you or responding to you. But let's look specifically at what scripture tells us about Um, Not communication in general, but specifically, if someone else is communicating with you in an unhelpful or unhealthy way, what are some biblically appropriate ways for how to respond? And one thing that I would really highlight here is our biblical command to love one another. And a big part of love means we don't let the other person keep doing something that is wrong or unhealthy or unhelpful. We saw this in Jesus all the time. He was so loving, so compassionate, but he did not hold back the truth from people who needed to hear it. And so part of our biblically appropriate response um, to our husband, our kids, our friends, whoever it is, if we are recognizing you're being really sarcastic or um, I feel like you're giving me the silent treatment. You're not really being honest about what you're thinking or feeling. Those are some examples of passive aggressive behavior. And the most loving thing to do is recognize it and gently call it out. Label it for them, express concern about it, and have a conversation. Now, this is not you know yelling at them about it or being... You know, labeling it as a blaming technique while well, you're doing this, that's not helpful. <laughs> that's probably not very loving. Um, but it's also not loving to act as if it's not happening or act as if it's not a problem. And again, this might take practice to recognize and gently call out someone else's sin um, or even just maybe it's not a full blown sin. It's just an unhelpful or unhealthy way of communicating that might take practice, that might take some preparation in advance to pray it through to practice your your wording before you go back to them to have this conversation. But a second biblical approach for handling their passive aggressive behavior, someone else's passive aggressive behavior is to make sure that we are extending grace. And part of what this would mean is that we try to avoid assuming the worst in someone else's behavior or response. Um, Now, one of the examples I gave in episode 76 is that one form of passive communication, a passive aggressive communication, I should say, is, you know, if if our husband's coming home and saying like, hey, how is everything? Are you okay? You know, they kind of notice something's wrong. They don't really know what it is. They're asking, are you okay? And even though we're not okay, we say, oh, it's fine. I'm fine. I don't need anything. Now, what do we do if the tables are turned? You're maybe asking your teenage daughter, "Hey, is everything okay?" Not trying to pick on women here, but um we sometimes struggle with passive-aggressive behavior in a in a maybe different way or a more obvious way. We are more in tune with emotions and that's a big part of it. But whatever the situation is, you're reaching out to them saying, "Hey, is everything okay?" and they're saying, "Oh, yeah, it's fine," while slamming the door and rolling their eyes and, you know, showing you it's not actually fine. Now we have a few options there. Now, if we've noticed this before, if this is a pattern, the loving thing to do again is, is label it, have the conversation point it out to them. But you know, maybe this doesn't happen very often. It might be worth choosing to believe them to say, okay, everything's fine. I believe you. Let's move forward, or to give them the benefit of the doubt that "Mm, maybe it's not fine, but I don't think you're lying about that. I think maybe you're just figuring it out, you're still working through it. So, what is your assumption or your response to their behavior? This might also look like extending grace when they are maybe being sarcastic or they're giving you the silent treatment, they're acting in a way that's not particularly loving, but also not working through whatever the issue is, you could approach them to start the conversation. Um, And again, it's most helpful there to label your own emotion or your own struggle rather than pointing the finger at their emotion or their struggle. Um, But this might be you coming to them saying, you know, I really feel like we just have not talked about that fight we had the other day. And, It's going to be really awkward, but I think I would feel better if we could talk it through. Now, that may or may not be the full experience that you're having. You might also be frustrated that they've been giving you the silent treatment for two days. You might also still have some unresolved thoughts or perspectives about the fight that you had, but you can extend that grace by extending that olive branch, basically, to reach out and say, let's actually deal with what's going on without labeling or dealing with the silent treatment or the passive aggressive behavior. um, That may not be the time to try to have that part of the conversation. And something to remember here is that if this is a pattern in your dynamic with your husband or with one of your kids, we typically start to get hypersensitive. So if we're noticing, gosh, this is happening a lot, you're really sarcastic, or you're really, you know, you kind of avoid doing the things I'm asking you to do, because you're upset, but you don't want to talk about being upset. And then we start to assume like every little possible example, we just jump to that conclusion. Oh, you're being passive aggressive again. Oh, you're upset and you're not talking about it again. So just noticing that for ourselves, it might not always be accurate. It might simply be our continued reaction to past experiences. And that leads me to The third point um, that I want to make about biblical response to someone else's passive aggressive behavior is we do have a command from the Lord to forgive. And this means we're not holding a grudge. We're not keeping score. Yes, we need to recognize, especially if they're working on this, they're trying to improve. That's going to take time. It takes time to change our habits, especially when our emotions are involved. And so you might need to be really intentional about forgiveness while this person is working through some changes or tweaks in their communication style. And then the final point that we always want to consider is the command from the Lord that we should be teaching and admonishing one another from scripture. Now, that does not mean that it is your job to call out everyone else's sin and tell them what to do, or lecture them in the Lord. But it does mean that we have a responsibility, especially to other Christians, and hopefully your husband and your kids are Christians, which means they are also your brothers and sisters in Christ. It means we have a responsibility to try to disciple and kind of help them move in a more biblical direction. So your whole conversation cannot revolve around who said what or did what and everyone's emotions and this is what was happening. This is what we need to change. You need to figure out how to include God's word into these conversations. And a good starting point here. Now, of course, the the scriptures you're turning to might look different depending on the topic or the situation, but a good starting point here is 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 23 and 24, which actually I mentioned um, in Tuesday's episode, because it's helpful when we are the ones struggling, as well as when we're trying to help someone else who is struggling. But those verses tell us, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. So whatever topic it is that might be difficult to talk about or they're struggling with, it can come back to this reality check that, you know, you're not going to be condemned in the Lord because of what's happening, but that doesn't mean the way you're approaching it is actually beneficial or constructive or seeking the good of everyone who is involved. And so that might be a place to start, um, And certainly this is an area for prayer. If you need to have these hard conversations with someone, to be praying for the Lord to bring the right scriptures to mind that are not necessarily going to be the meaningful scriptures to you, but the ones that are going to hit them where they need to hear it, where they need to be convicted or encouraged or challenged. So I hope that, I hope these reminders are helpful to extend love and grace and forgiveness, and to bring God's word into these conversations. It's not easy to change a communication pattern, but you can really influence um, the progress that's made there and the changes that are made there based on how you are responding. So let me close this out today with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for our husbands and our kids And we know and we recognize that you are the only true and good communicator. We pray that you will fill our homes with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, with compassion and gentleness and love and grace and forgiveness and all the fruits of the Spirit, Lord. We pray that they will fill our conversations and fill our homes. And when we're struggling to respond to someone who we don't feel like is really treating us well or communicating well. Lord, I pray that you will help us to first check our own emotions, our own reactions, so that we can move forward in the best possible direction. Not necessarily the one that feels good in the moment, but the one that actually needs to happen. And we trust that you are leading all of this, and we ask that your Holy Spirit will do the convicting and the challenging and the changing. We pray this trusting in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, we will be back next week. And in the meantime, join us in the Facebook group. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and and leave a review if you're finding it helpful um, or encouraging in any way. Um, That is a huge encouragement to me, and it really helps other women connect with the podcast, um, get plugged into this ministry, because that's just how the algorithms work in the podcast world and pretty much every other world. Um, So just a few ideas there. But until next time, my friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.